is Curtis Kellen, Freemium Podcast, president at KBD Insurance. And today in the house, we got Mr. Matt Ladd. I don't know why I said your name like that. We got Matthew Ladd. Yeah. Matt and I go way back. He works at uh, Kenworth, Montreal in the trucking industry. I'm going to let you add on uh, all the details there. But Matt and I go way back uh, for, we've known each other for, since we were before 10 years old from Point Claire Parks program. Cedar Park Heights. So we've known each other for, this is back in the 90s, kids, back in the 90s. So we've known each other for 20, 25 years, I'd yeah, say. something like that, yeah. We haven't seen each other in a little while, though, yeah. but we watch each other on the internet, yeah. and uh, yeah. now we're face-to-face. -face. I, I, I feel like I've been hanging out with you for the past years because I always see your videos on LinkedIn, always. But so what what is it exactly that you do, Matt? So I'm a sales representative for Kenworth Trucks. Yeah. Uh, Kenworth Trucks. The tagline is the world's best truck. Huh. Um, we sell trucks across different markets, uh, really any kind of heavy duty truck. When I say truck, I don't mean a pickup truck. Uh, I don't mean a cube truck like a U-Haul. We're talking uh, specialized license, heavy duty trucks, uh, dump trucks, sleeper trucks. Uh, what a lot of people call tractor trailers. When I meet someone for the first time, I say, what do you do? Oh, I, se I sell big rigs. I sell tractor trailers. You know, that's kind of... The simple way I put it, got it. Um, kind of like you say, you just I sell insurance, but you do a lot more than that. And does Kenworth, know? like the company you work at, is Kenworth the manufacturer? Yeah, so I'm I work for a Kenworth dealer. Got it. Um, Kenworth is the manufacturer. Got it. Um, but the, and they're owned by Packard Incorporated. Okay. Uh, my dealer is a corporately owned dealer, so you'll have corporately owned dealers and you'll have franchise dealers. Got it. So I work very directly for the manufacturer at the end. Got of the day. it. Um, and yeah, I sell trucks. I also produce my TNT, my trucks and tips series. Yeah. Um, what you see on LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, pretty much um, Instagram now. Um, yeah. Which is going really well. I put that together all myself. Um, and that's been a, an amazing sales tool um, for me to sell more trucks. Than that, does it help you? Uh, recently, it's starting to pay off. It helps me in general from the beginning. Um, I find YouTube. It's funny because it's free to sign up and it's easy to make a channel. Yeah. It makes you instant legit. Yeah. So a lot of my videos that I'll do, it's for, at the end of the day, my job is to sell trucks. My job, I'm not making money off of YouTube. I'm, I get views and all those things like everyone does there. Like your job is insurance, you know? Uh, it'd be nice if this pays off for everybody. We'd all love that. More money, more problems. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help it. Um, but Not yeah. for me. I have more money. I, I would like more money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Everyone wants more money. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they, but at the end of the day, my job is to sell trucks. So a yeah. lot of times with my customers, I'll explain them a feature. We'll go through something in a meeting. And then after the meeting or the next day, I'll say, here's the link to the YouTube videos of me explaining what I just explained to you the day before. Interesting. And just having that and in the format that I do them in, um, it definitely helps with business. And I'm starting to see leads come in now uh, more than I saw before. And how, so how do these prospects get in touch with you? Will they reach out to you direct message on LinkedIn or Instagram example? Do they find you and send you a professional email? How are they getting in touch with you? Um, usually like, like most are, uh, I didn't say it's sales. Like I'm still doing cold calls. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm still hustling. I'm still working. I'm still pushing. Yeah. Um, but usually it'll be either through Facebook, through Instagram. I'll get a message. Um, the other day I got a message from a driver at a major transport company who said, here's the name of my boss. Here's the name of my director of operations. Here's his email. Here's his phone number. You should call. And that got me a meeting with the director. 
Um, and then from the meeting with the director, I'm going to work on a 50 truck deal, which is massive in, in, in our numbers. Interesting. Good so, for you. Yeah. Are you. Are you selling more fleets or more kind of truck by truck individual? Um, I make an in, I make a purposeful effort in my customer base to have everything covered. Um, the reason I do that is let's say like now, like interest rates are through the roof. We all know it. Mm -hmm. That affects my business. A truck at the end of the day, a truck is two to $300,000 a truck. Damn. Yeah. Not expensive for one of those things. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're the top. Like there's a reason they say yeah. that we're the world's best. We're the top. Yeah. I always say we're the top price, but we're not the top cost. Yeah. Um, but we are the top of the market and it's all B2B I would imagine, right? Yeah. Okay. All B2B, but in a sense you do like you have owner operators. Mm -hmm. So an owner operator is a guy who owns his truck and operates it. Mm. So yes, they have a business, but that you're like almost selling to the individual. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's, it's one guy and he's a sole proprietor. Like yeah. And he has an accountant, truck. you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So he yeah. has an accountant and he has him. Sometimes they don't even have an accountant. They're their own accountant. Yeah. You know, so we do that too, but I always make an effort to balance out, um, the industries I'm involved in. Cause at the end of the day, this industry does this. Yeah. Like example right now, long haul transport is down. The rates have dropped. Yeah. It's market forces. There's a lot of factors involved. Well, if you're only involved in that and interest rates are up, you're not going to sell as much to that industry. So you got to balance out. You got to be involved with big corporations and also owner operators, construction. There's a lot of industries that we touch. So what's the difference in making a sale to a corporation as opposed to an owner operator? Very different. Um, and that's something that I have to be very well aware of that I have to cur curtail my sales strategy to who I'm dealing with. Okay. So let's get into this. Yeah. So a corporation, you're selling to a corporation. What's your, so it's like a big business. I'm going to assume when, if you're selling to a corporation, it's most likely going to be a fleet, five trucks, 10 trucks, 15 trucks, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a bigger, a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, so if I'm in a corporation, first off, the amount of people you're selling to, which is probably very similar to, to your business when you're dealing with large corporations, you're not selling to one person. No. If it's an owner operator, I got one guy to sell. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, and I got to go, I got to work with him, work through it with a big business. It's who am I talking to? Mm. You have to be careful. You got to read people. You have to understand what is the touch point for that person you're talking to. Mm. So if you're talking to uh, the controller or the, the CFO of a company, he doesn't care about the technical specs. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear uh, fuel economy, residual value. How much can I sell it for at the end? How much money am I going to make off this truck? Because mm. it's a big part of our industry. And at the end of the day, I'm selling an asset to the company that for most companies is their main revenue generator. So when someone is picking me and picking my truck, they're taking a risk at their company. If that doesn't go well, it's on them. Like if you bought the trucks from me and for whatever reason, there's something that didn't, we didn't spec out right. We didn't, we didn't do something right when we built the truck. It's your name on the line. Mm -hmm. So it's a big risk and it's large. Like I said, two, $300,000 a truck. I've sold trucks for four or $500,000. Damn. Like specialty. Yeah, that's kind of cool sometimes. When you see that check come by and that transfer, you're like, Whoa. 400 G's. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and, but imagine you buy 10 of them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's big business and it's big risk. So when you do that big company sale, there's a lot of people you have to deal with. Mm. And you have to make sure you're dealing with the right people. That's something early on. There might be the low level guys like, I want to buy a Kenworth of the greatest truck ever. The guy doesn't decide. Mm -hmm. That guy doesn't sign up. You want to be dealing with the uh, decision makers. Well, you, you have to deal with the decision makers, but you also have to deal with everybody up the way. 
because they influence it. Like example, um, uh, I, had a, I was dealing with the president of a company. That's all, you always wanna get the president. But his driver's gonna walk around the truck and okay it. Because mm. the president doesn't drive trucks. Mm. Or not every case, sometimes the president drove a so truck. So the people, the employees up along the way still can influence the decision the decision maker is going to make. Massively, hmm. massively. It's surprising how much. That makes sense. Like I, yeah. I, I've sold the big fleets off of a driver. Off of selling one driver who convinced his director, who convinced the other director that that's the truck we're buying. How long have you been uh, doing sales for now? Uh, sales in this, well, in this position, so I've been in two and a half years in uh, Kenworth new truck sales. Okay. I did, um, with the company as a whole, I did eight years in leasing. Okay. Um, which is, we have a full service leasing division. So what full service leasing is, is you, lease a truck for let's say five years yeah uh we lots of factors and we'll get into details you pay x dollars per month x dollars per kilometer yeah everything's included uh-huh. tires maintenance you get a check engine we fix it turnkey baby really ready to go like that's why yeah. i did that for eight years i loved it and then i just switched to the new truck sales side of things but it's that business that's i started that at the bottom like uh, any business i think well like a little bit in your case you, when you start low and you work your way up, you learn all the different aspects. Yeah. So like I started 10 years ago at the rental counter. Like if you went to go rent a car at Enterprise, well, I was renting you trucks. And I was taking pictures, walking around, doing contracts, washing trucks sometimes. Like, and h- how did you start? Like, why did you get into trucky, trucking at that time 10 years ago? Like, why did you uh, want to go work at Kenworth? I fell into it, to be honest. Okay. Uh, what, yeah. were, what were you doing before that? So I did, um, I was working at, uh, well, this is kind of how it fell into it. So I was working at a, uh, I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Okay. Rental company, I don't know if we're allowed to say corporate names here, whatever. Uh, I was yeah, working yeah. at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Um, I had a buddy working at a trailer, like 53-foot transportation trailer company, uh, who said, you should come work for me. Uh, he knew me from my enterprise days. We used to work together. I started there, did a couple of years there, and then an opportunity opened up at Kenworth. And I said, okay, I'm going to jump ship, and now we're here. You know? Isn't it interesting how people fall into things? Yeah. It, it, I talk about it all the time. Like Sometimes stuff's just meant to be. Yeah. Sometimes stuff just works out. Like I just kind of fell into it, and then I worked hard, dedicated myself, and oh, then there was a sales job open. We lost the sales rep. Uh, and you said, to. hey, I, I want to, I know the product. I want to, can I be a sales guy? Yeah. And then I said, I know what I want to do. I know the product, know what I'm doing. How about, you know me, I know you. My boss said, okay, let's. Sounds let's like a, it. sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. Know? Why not? And of course. then uh, see what happens. And worst case, we'll hire somebody else and you yeah. go back to your old job. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that didn't happen, but uh, it is funny how things work out in life. Uh, that's very interesting. And do you like it? I love it. Yeah, that's it, it. Honestly, you're oozing the the vibe that you really enjoy doing your job. Seriously, and when you see the videos, that it, it takes a lot. A lot of people will start posting content, and then it'll fizzle off. And then six months later, they're not posting content anymore. But you've been doing this now for what? Consistently, the TNT series for two years, a year uh, and a yeah, half, two almost three years. I think three years in Damn. October. Yeah. So. And what's your schedule like? So is it like one video a week, two videos, or is it kind of just you post as much as you can? You must have a content calendar, I'm guessing. No. No. <laughs> no. I, well, what not, do you, what do you try to do? You must so, have like one a week. Yeah. So like when I look at it, like I, I thought it through. You okay. know, like what, how I want to do them, how I want them to be perceived. Like I know we can't force people to perceive in a way, but like yeah, yeah. how I want to put them together. 
I really thought them through. So my goal is one every week. Um, right now I have about like 10 in the bank. Um, yeah. I try to film them in batches now because yeah. at the end of the day, this just is bang it out. Yeah. Just take like a whole morning or a whole afternoon or a whole day sometimes even and just get like, you know, 10, 20 pieces of content and you're good to go for the next like four or five, six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I find that's better than like, okay, this week I have to do one next week. I have to do one mm -hmm. and get it, edit, get it all done. So, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I try to, I try to, no really problems, only solutions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Proactive <laughs> instead of reactive. That's why I did that. <laughs> that's another one. When you said no more, <laughs> I can do this all day. No, that's true though. But like, we you got some more before we get into this. I want to hear some more one-liners. Let's go. Oh, but no, proactive but, instead well, of reactive. We, we, do you have to do the point? Yeah, the you have to point? proactive instead of reactive. No problems, only solutions. But <laughs> it's you laugh at it though. But like, I make a joke. I make a crack. It's funny. Yeah. But being proactive instead of reactive of is massive. Absolutely. It, it, it makes a big difference in what you do. If you're reacting, you're always chasing it. Yeah, I agree. But if you're proactive, you're ahead of the game. Like, no yep. problems, only solution. If you have a problem, like, we make a joke, we laugh. You know, I get it. But, like, really, if you have a problem, I don't care what, like, take the blame. Like, I used to have, I used to have employees under me or even people I work with now. Take the blame. Say you fucked up. Let's move on. Let's find the solution. Yep. Don't do it again. Yeah. You know, but if, if you don't work like that, if you want to just have a problem and say, no, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's his fault. Why are we doing this? There's no, no point. No. I, I agree 100%. There's no point in really dwelling. It's kind of just like, hey, okay, we made a mistake. Let's move forward. It's like if I'm speaking to an employee and they make a mistake or I want them to fix something, I'll say the exact same thing. And they'll kind of start defending or in cases they'll start defending themselves. It's like, dude, I it's already done. Yeah. Let's, let's move forward. Let's. This is what I would like to see moving forward. Yeah, but this, I did this. I don't care. That's it's in the past already. This is what I want to see. And I don't know about you, but it drives me nuts when someone says, well, that wasn't my fault. I I, I, that wasn't my fault. That wasn't this. That was, I no, just That's say, say yeah. you messed up. Yeah. Let's move on. But yeah. if you're going to argue about whose fault it is, yeah. I'll have an argument and yeah. I, I won't back down, you yeah. know, like, uh, yeah, just say we, I, I messed up. Let's move on. How are we going to do it different next time? Yeah. Um, we get that a lot in our industry. But uh, I don't know where the initial... Oh, the one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They just kind of come to me. I don't know if I have more, but we'll see. I'll probably drop some more gems as we go. Okay, perfect. Yeah. It's got to be more natural. You can't, can't put you on yeah, the you spot. Yeah, you can't put me on the spot, no. Okay. What were we speaking about? I think we're talking about kind of just sales, so how you started. Yeah. So um, so I, I kind of fell into it with the leasing company. Yeah. Um, and then I really, and I think it's important for anyone working in sales, I embraced it like I read sales books. Like I, I have four or five at home. Uh, honestly, once you read four or five of them, they're all kind of derivative. Yeah. But like I read different sales books, but different types of sales. At the end of the day, I'm doing big sales. Like, like it's a big investment for a company. It's a big decision. It's their revenue generator, usually their main revenue generator. I'm not selling pens, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not selling used cars. Um, a lot of what I do in sales is I treat my customers the way I would want to be treated. I'm myself. I'm like, if I have a customer who wants something rush, I do a rush. That's his most important thing. You got to figure out what's most important. Like we're talking about big sales, like big companies. I had a guy, I had a president of a company that I've been trying to get into this place for six years. He emailed me on a Saturday. Usually I don't answer on the weekend. This guy answered. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I think sometimes customers will test you, mm -hmm. um, especially in my industry. Like, will he answer? Mm. You know, if I text him at 630, will he text me back? Mm. Even if it's a text saying, I, I don't have the information with me, I'll answer you tomorrow morning. 
So it's, it's showing that you're dedicated. Yes, you have to put limits on stuff. When I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. You know, like you have to put different limits on it. If it's six in the morning, I'm not going to pick up, mm. you know, but. Because that's another thing, too. If you start to create and it's you're enabling them to call, call you whenever you want. If You have to put some type of boundaries, but I agree with you. If it was a client, a prospect, I've been trying to get into the front door for six years. If he emails me on a Saturday, I'm going to answer the email. Whereas if it's already, you know, 99% of the other people, I'm not going to answer on a Saturday or something like that. I try not to because I'm addicted to my emails on my phone. Yeah. Like up until eight o'clock at night. Sometimes if I get an email at nine o'clock, I'm going to answer it. I answer it just like it's a text message. It's not, to be honest, it's not healthy. And I'd like to actually delete my emails from my phones. I think I'm going to do it. You know what? I'm going to do it right after this, yeah, this podcast. Really? I don't believe you. I know. Okay. I'm probably not going <laughs> to actually do that. What would you say is the most important part about being a salesperson? Uh, the most important part is I'd say customer service at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say really, that's interesting. I'd say customer service. You need, you're the main point of contact. Like you're it's, I'd say customer service above anything. Like when you're like, I look at everything. Um, and I got this from some book somewhere. I don't remember from the customer view, everything I look, everything I do, everything I'm going to do. I say, how would the customer view this action? How would they view this email? How would they view this phone call? How, the words you choose. I'm very, like you watch my videos, I'm very specific with my words. Like it, I look at everything on how you're putting your words together. Like I sometimes, some people might say it's overanalyzing some stuff, yeah. but it's important. It's important how you pronounce it. It's important what you say. Um, Cause the smart people will pick them apart. You said that you said you said you could do this. You said you couldn't. I don't I don't use a lot of maybes, you know, I can do it or I can't do it. Mm. You know, it's it's but I look at everything customer service wise. If you're happy with my customer service, you're happy with everything else. Are you the best sales guy at Kenworth? Get in there. That's the goal. <laughs> no, but for real, that's no, the goal. No, it. no. And, I'm, I'm, and how big is the sales team? Uh, we're six sales reps. Six sales reps. Uh, we okay, we all it. have different sales territories. Got it. Um, and where's your territory? My territory is uh, anybody out there. Uh, <laughs> my highway thirteen. Another one liner. Yeah. Another uh, zinger. Hi, uh, <laughs> the highway thirteen going east on the island of Montreal. So if you take highway thirteen, okay. you cut island of Montreal, you continue it into yeah. like Verdun, La Salle, like it stops at the twenty highway thirteen. But if you drew it all the way down. That's my, that's my sales territory. And most of the clients you're dealing with are, are Francophone, Anglophone? Um, mix. I'd say 80% of my sales are in French. In French. How's yeah. your French? It's very good. It's very good? Yeah. You went to French elementary, right? No. I went, to, I went to St. John Fisher. You went to St. John Fisher? Yeah. Was John so where'd Fisher. you learn your French? You just learned it on the uh, fly? Well, it's funny. I used to be, um, and like, I'm not going to paint everyone from the West Island with the same thing, but like, we grew up... Oh, parcel gram. Let's not get into those stories because they don't age well. But we grew up a very anti-French, um, I find. At least me. Not anti, but, like, we didn't have a lot of it around us. No. You know, like, there was the one French kid. The, the, <laughs> there was two French kids. We could name them. But what we was won't. his name? Toasty. Toasty. I actually, saw him, <laughs> I actually saw him a while back. Toasty. Yeah. So, like... Uh, <laughs> Or there was like, like, like kids are so mean. We yeah. used to can't, we'll just, we gotta tell the story. So we won't say his real name, but man, this poor kid would come, but to his credit, he kept coming back to the park at the end of the day though, we would tease him and we would pick on him, but we never really did anything super mean to him. 
And like we didn't, no one disliked him. He was no, just was easy to pick love. on. It was yeah. out of love, though. But like, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like you get nick, toasty, you and get he'd always go, he would always go, we go, hey, toast. You know, like shut up, toasty. Like, yeah. My name is not toasty. toasty. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Um, but yeah, like imagine your nickname is toasty. <laughs> but like the kid, but the kid was well liked. Like you look at stuff he like was, that. He was. You look at stuff like that. That kid, everybody knew his name at every single part. <laughs> yeah. Toast. No, but like, hey, how you know, can you not? We still know his name now. Yeah, we still talking about 20 years later, you know, like, but it's something <laughs> like it's it, like those like stupid nicknames, like they stick with people. But it's also like you make that kid like I, I used to have a park kid. We call him Staples. OK, um, why is this? Um, he puts Staples in his teacher's coffee. OK, um, interesting. At school. OK. Um, like he would do this on a regular no, basis. No, no, he did it once and he, he got he once. got suspended and he was like I'm eight sure. years old, six years old or something or eight okay. years old. Like a little kid. Like what are you like? So he would walk up and just go. He, he put staples in the teacher's coffee. He got caught and she's okay. Everyone's fine, but like that kid was not the most social. Didn't have the most amount of friends, and uh, yeah. we started calling him staples and we uh, didn't tell anybody why. Yeah, you know, we just. And just them staples. we just called them staples. And then everybody knew staples. Wow. Every time he came to the park, it was, hey, staples, how you doing? So for the quiet kid and maybe didn't have a ton of friends or wasn't, didn't have the most social skills, yeah. he was staples when he came to parks. Yeah. Those problems were left behind. You know? What's going on with parks program right now? Is it? I heard that it's um, kind of making a revival. I don't know. I haven't. Um, <laughs> I cut the hell out of Point Claire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you live now? I live in Lachine now. In Lachine, okay. Yeah. So I, but I've, I've been around the city there. Yeah. I've been in Lachine probably five, six years now. Okay. Um, I have. I've been away from it. My parents are still in Point Claire. Yeah. Um, I used to be involved um, years ago. I used to donate to the program. Yeah. Um, just on the side, quietly type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, a big fan of the program, but yeah. I haven't been around it as much. Um, a lot of my generation of Point Claire people are still doing the same thing they did 20 years ago. Yeah. And I'm, that's not me. Yeah. You know, I'm moving up. I'm moving ahead. Not, nothing against them. They're happy. If you're happy, no, understand. Day, you're happy. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I always envy, I envy sometimes like the janitor who has the no stress and the smile on his face all day, you know, and life is simple. Sometimes I think one day, like 60 Sometimes plus. those people are the most, inter they're, they're the happiest people. It's like for, I was watching this documentary and there's these Americans, they went down to South America and uh, they were going to the favelas and everyone's just dirt, dirt, dirt poor. And yet they look so happy. Everyone looks so happy. Not a worry in the world. You have your family, you have your health. They, pro they don't give a shit. You know, there's something to be said about that sometimes. Yeah, it you know? is. There's something about just being happy. Like, I yeah. don't, I'm not the type of person like, oh, that person's this. I treat everybody the same. Yeah. And I've always been that way with it's like the, the busboy, the valet, the waiter, uh, whatever position it is. I treat them the same. I treat them with respect. Yeah. Um, and if you're happy, who cares? Yeah. You know, like, it, like I, I love what I do. It happens are, to pay me well. You are, know? There, are there any people at your office when you look at them and you go, damn, I don't think he or she is very happy? Like they just look miserable at their job. Do you ever have any? Yeah, of those people you see some of those people sometimes. Like, Does it suck? Uh, do you try and stay away from them? Yeah, it's bad energy. Yeah, it's a lot of sales is energy mentality. Yes, I look at a lot of things very positive. Like, um, like I said, no problems, only solutions. Like, like <laughs> is no, that is that when you walk into your office? It that. should be, but I, I try not to put those things up. <laughs> but yeah, but it's just like it's. I'm gonna put it in my office. Yeah, but it, it's not a bad one, you know. It's not. But and underneath, I'm going to put, so quotations, no problems, comma, only solutions, yeah. 
close quotation marks, Matt Ladd. Yeah, I like it. I'll take it. I'll pay for that if you want. Um, I'll, I'll call some people. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, you see people like that, but you have to stay in the positive mentality. You can't let other people dictate your say like emotional well-being or your mentality you know like it's you or you're responsible for you at the yeah. end of the day you can let something ruin your day or you can say i don't give a shit i'm moving on you know how, how do you have any tips for people because um, sales is a very up and down job you can yeah. be hot 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 everything you touch you're selling and then you can go on cold streaks and go you know question yourself damn like what am i doing am i am i I thought I was a good salesperson. Am I actually a good salesperson? You know, there's the self-doubt that kicks yep. in. So when you're going through a rut, when you're in a slump for sales, how do you get yourself out of that? It's tough. Sales is a beast. It you, is. You got to be built for it. Like you're either built for sales or you're not. And it's a grind, man. Yeah. And it, it's like, it's con and it's, it's, it's a, what have you done for me lately type mm -hmm. of job? You, I could sell a 20 truck deal last month and you didn't sell anything the month that you haven't sold anything since. What are you doing? Yeah. No one cares. Good. Congratulations. Move on. Yeah. You know, like Next. it's really like you have to hit it home. Um, what would I say? When, you're, when I'm in a rut or when I haven't had things going. Like I, here, let, let's just back up to you. Yeah. Like what would be a rut? What would be a slump? Um, you haven't for, sold a truck in a month. I don't look at it like that. To be honest, I look at active deals that I'm working on. Got it. Uh, I the don't pipeline. Yeah. My pipeline. Like is yeah. my pipeline good? Yeah. Do I have stuff that I'm moving forward? Yeah. Like to sell a truck, some people will buy a truck in a week. Like uh, you, you quote them, you talk to them, da -da -da, four days later they're buying. Some deals like I'm working, I've been working on a deal, a big deal for a year and a half, you know, of constant working it to get to the big quote. You know, I've had deals that take two and a half years to close. Damn. Yeah. So it's, you have to have a, I look at my pipeline. I don't look at what did I sell lately? Mm. You know, um, I have goals. I have numbers I want to hit. I have things I want to do. I have awards I want to win. But I really look at it from a pipeline basis. So mm. if my pipeline's strong, but let's say my pipeline's empty. I have nothing to work on. I go back to basics when you're in that type of thing. I'll, I'll pull a sales book out of my uh, stack of books at home. I'll read it again. I'll start watching podcasts. I'll start looking at things online. I'll get back to cold calling, you know, uh, in mails, whatever it is, LinkedIn messages, uh, Google Maps, transport companies, this industry, and just start calling, 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 and then just see what comes back from it. But you have to get back to basic. You have to be humble. You can't say, well, I'm the best. Uh, but when you're calling, okay, so, so you're calling these transport companies, and then you're basically saying, hey, are you in the market for a truck? Do you guys need any trucks? How's yeah. business? What's, what's the pitch? Uh, like I, what, what, I hate what's, that P word. Oh, no, but, I hate but the P not, word. not the pitch, but, but yeah. you know, for salespeople, this isn't, you know, you're, we're here, regardless of what you're trying to sell, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, you're there to help fill a need. You're there to basically, um, yeah, it's, yeah, you're, you're there to fill a void. Yeah, you're filling a need. You're, yes. you're providing a solution. Yeah. You're and like the first question you're going to ask is obviously like, okay, like, are you in the market for a truck? If not directly like that, but it's like, Hey, if the guy goes, Dude, man, I'm, we're barely making a buy. Business is shit. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm going to buy another truck. Like, you're not going to follow up with that guy. I still want a meeting, though. You'll still take a meeting? I still why, want a meeting. Why is that? Because that's today. Uh, what about tomorrow? What about next year? Because the trucks are, trucks are bought in cycles. That's a vicious part of my industry is trucks are bought in cycles. So some companies will buy 20 trucks this year. They won't buy another, they won't buy another truck for three or four years. So you'll literally still go to meetings just to so that you are, so that Matt Ladd, 
at Kenworth is top of mind when that prospect is ready to purchase a truck if they need it. Yeah, exactly. That's what you'll do. Like I've I, I've had I had I've had meetings recently where we're talking about next year's purchases. Huh. That that's I I need to be involved now, so that I'm I'm not so I'm a known commodity. If you walk in the door in my yeah. industry, because like I said, it's big purchases, big assets. Yeah. If you walk in the door and you've never met me before, it's very difficult to win the business. Because everyone else is a known commodity. Everyone, oh, I did business with this guy. I did business with this guy. I'm trying to break in the door. Are most of the clients that you work with, do they become repeat customers as well? That's my job. Got it. That's my job. You need repeat business. And then once, I would assume that, you know, if uh, you give a good service, they like the price, the truck's good. Yeah. Nothing breaks down. Everything's working fine. They typically they'll order another truck. What like every six months, every year? It, it depends. Yeah, depends sometimes. Business, yeah, it depends, depends on, on the business. Some that guys, was a dumb but, question. Don't no, answer no, that question. Some <laughs> guy, no, but no, but for real. So, no, it's a good question because some guys buy in bulk and some guys yeah. will buy two or three a year and balance things out. Yeah. There's there's so many factors involved. At the end yeah, of the day. that's that's need, why I said it was a dumb question because I'm just I answered the question yeah. in my head. I'm like that was just, no too many factors there. But back in like. The biggest thing for me, like one of my goals, and it kind of sounds stupid, is that I'll, I won't have to cold call again. That's true. You know, you want to have so much business coming in the door directly to you that you don't have to do that. So you want the customer to come back, but you also want him, and that's something I'm very strong at, to tell his friends, hey, go see Matt. Matt took care of me. So I don't even have to go. That's like, that's like a, free, a free lead. You know, like I met, mm. like it's for the same thing for you at the end of the day. Word of mouth referrals are my favorite. It's the best yeah. thing you can get. And that's yeah. the best thing you need to build and you need yeah. to build a reputation. Like you guys you need to build a reputation. Like a brand. I'm, I'm big on my reputation, um, keeping my word. Um, so here, I, I got a question for you. Yeah. I, I asked you earlier, I said, are you the best salesperson uh, at Kenworth right now? You said not yet. Good answer. What does the number one what does the top salesperson or sale saleswoman salesman do at Kenworth that you're not doing right now? Like, why are they ahead of you in sales and selling trucks? That's a good question. Um, I, a big part of that is experience okay. and, and the amount. So in my industry, like I've been two and a half years in new truck sales. Yeah. So I've been, you have to build a base at the end of the day. So like the top guys, like in, we have, we have like, um, President's Award. It's a big award. They fly you down south. It's an amazing, like, it's a big experience with the company. The top 50 reps in North America. Like, that's my goal, to get in that top 50. And then once I'm in the top 50, I want to be number one. And there's how many reps? In North America? Yeah, thousands. Oh, thousands. Yeah, Got yeah, it. for sure. Got it. Um, so, like, I want to get in the top 50. And then once I'm in the top 50, I want to get to number one. You know, that's that's the way my brain works. Big that's aspirations. Good for you, though. But that's the way I think you have to think. I, like, I agree. Um, I think it's a mentality um, like, it's like, I, I laugh at myself. I do it every time. Like, you know, the Rolls Royce dealership on yep. the 15th, yep. I drive by it yeah. and I look in the window yeah. and I say, which one's mine? <laughs> it, yeah. It makes me laugh too there. Um, I probably have to win the lotto max to get it, but I still think like that. Like what there's a new one with a blue interior. That's my favorite right now. Yeah. You know, but I, I look at it. I stare at that place. Like you have to have goals. You have to push. But what makes the top guys top guys is they built that customer base. So the more, in my industry, it's very much, yes, it's, it's our product, it's the Kenworth truck, but it's very much your own reputation. So the top guys have been selling for 20 years. They don't have to step out their office, they're busy ordering trucks. So it's all inbound at that point. Yeah, at that point, and that's, that's always the goal is you get so busy and so big 
that you don't have time for anybody else but your customers. You know, so the, the top guys are that. The top guys have the, the guy who calls up and says, hi, I'll take 20. Uh, yeah, the same spec as last year. And this is, they're like that just because they've been doing it for so long. Yeah, they've been doing it for so long, but they're yeah. also very good and they built a reputation yeah. and they built a level of trust with their customers. Got it. So if you have that, then I'm starting to get that a little bit where the guy goes, yeah, I'll take two, you know, or me too. Like it'll be inbound. He'll literally just call you. Yeah, hey, Matt, I, I need some trucks. Yeah, I need three. How long does it take to get them? Oh, we're, our build dates are at this. Okay, cool. Let me know when they get in. That's the whole sales conversation. Huh. That's what you want to get to. Yeah, of course. And the, but that's a level of trust with your customer that you're not ripping them off, that you're building the right truck. Because at the end of the day, all the trucks we build, I build them in a system. There's no, it's not, um, like let's say you go to buy a car. Um, pick a brand, go buy a Honda. You go buy a Honda Civic, I'll take the black one with the, uh, I, w I want the sunroof and the nice rims. Whatever, the SE model, whatever it is. A truck, we build everything top to bottom. Your wheelbase, what axles you're gonna have, what brakes you're gonna have, what engine, what transmission, uh, number of batteries, radiator, interior configuration, everything is built so that, that you have to have that level of trust from your customer that you're building it right. Because they're keeping this for five or 10 years. If you mess something up and whatever part you put on it costs way too much money to fix every time or always breaks, it comes back to you and then you don't get that repeat sale. Do you think if you were to walk up, okay, let's say you want to buy a used car, okay? Yep. You ever see the psh guy, uh, Chip Diamond? Psh. No, I haven't seen that. No? Okay, it's really, he's really funny. But anyways, uh, I'm going off topic here. So if you were to walk up to a used car, lot and you want to buy a car would you be able to in like two seconds sense all the bullshit sales pitches they'd be giving to you yeah i'm pretty good at that and and what what are some of the oh. bullshit sales pitches that they would give to us or, oh. to, or to any regular person the the one that because it's like the reason i'm asking this question anytime you see used car salesmen it's like it's the worst thing. <laughs> it's, i feel bad because they're not all bad they're not they're, they're not, not they're, they're not they're, but there are definitely some fucking greasers in the used car salesman business. Oh, 100%. And it's like, oh, this this has like, like we have all these features. Oh, uh, those dominoes at this. Don't worry. It'll, what, do you, what do you want it to do? Oh, you want to haul a boat. It's a Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah, we'll put an attachment at the back. Don't <laughs> worry, it'll haul a boat. You know, like I, I, I make a point in a lot of what I do, not being a used car salesman, yeah. like in the way I behave and the way I act. Yeah. But I, the one that I hate is, um, and I'll do it, is I'll say I'm in sales. So... Then the, the one that pissed me off, you get the used car salesman talking to a sales rep pitch. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, I'm just going to give it to you straight, buddy. You know, <laughs> like, and they really like, they lean in, they tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut out all the bullshit. I will just give it to you straight. You know, I'm like, I, once someone says like, let's be on, I'm going to be honest. I go, so you, like, you're lying to me for the last five minutes? Like, that's my instant, like, whenever you do everything, like, let me, What's let, me, a let, red me flag? let me be honest. What's a red flag pitch? Okay, for all the viewers out there, what's a red flag? You go to a, a used car sales lot. What's a red flag? The salesman walks up to you and says X. We have That's the a red flag. We have the car for you. <laughs> Let's put you in that car today. First, second, third time financing. We have it all here. Oh, you know? God, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's just. Or they just try to put, like, oh, I want this SUV. Well, we don't. You don't. We have this for you today because they don't have the SUV. Mm. You know, like I, I did close sales. I've done some sales, but. That drives me nuts. I remember once I got into this car and I bought I bought a new car a year ago. A year ago? 
13 anyway about a year ago okay so i bought a car when i was going to I end up buying a bronco but i was checking out some other oh, cars bronco. and stuff two door or four door four door yeah uh, the, the soft top hard top hard top it's nice. yeah okay. it's a very nice car okay. i really like it yeah. and um so i'm going i'm driving like an audi it's a four by four and then i'm looking at the fuel consumption and I'm like, oh, that's a little bit high. She goes, oh, that's that's not correct. She goes, it's she goes, it's in reality, it's a lot lower than that. So, but in my head, I'm just going, like, okay, what else are you lying about? If you're just like the 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 fuel consumption is right in front of my face, it's not a very good number, you know. It's, yeah. But it's fine. It's an Audi. It's a four by four Audi. It's not bad, but it's not good. And she's trying to tell me, oh no, it's less than that. And so it's just such a turnoff. And I'm not going to buy the car from you. You question everything from that point. Yeah, of course. You go, now, is it really that's what such, it is? that's such a blatant lie. And it's literally like, you must be stupid to say something like that because you think I'm stupid. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, <laughs> it's throwing in your face. Like, yeah. your reputation in sales, everything. Yes. Like, I would tell someone the honest, hard truth. Yes. Before just getting a sale. I've seen someone, if you want to see how a sale got lost, this, I remember being like, so this is probably 15 years ago. And I'm down in Florida and my dad was looking to buy a rental property. Okay. So he goes, Curtis, you want to just come with like go house shopping? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? Why like not? whatever. So I'm just, we're just driving around with a real estate agent and uh, we're checking out houses and this, that. And then uh, he goes, okay, I like that house. I like that house. She goes, great. And then, so they get into kind of talking about the cost of the house itself. Not only the cost, like the actual price, but then you have uh, the, the taxes, you have this, you have that, the yeah, maintenance. Closing fees, condo yes, fees, all, all, all that kind of crap. Fun things of owning And then uh, he goes, insurance. She goes, oh, no, you, you don't need insurance. This is in Florida. She goes, oh, you don't need to get insurance. And my dad was kind of, he was liking her. He was getting along with her. You don't need insurance on the house. And he goes, excuse me? She goes, no, nah, I don't think you need to get the insurance. And he looks at her, he goes, I made all my money in insurance. You're speaking to the wrong guy. She lost the sale, like yep. right there, gone. She would have made she would have made a nice sale, good commission. Out the window. He never spoke to her again. Yeah, it, that's yeah. that's what I was saying before. It's your words and thinking before you speak, yes. and not screwing people over. Yeah, it's very easy. Like, look, I could sell two hundred trucks next year, screwing people over left, right, and center. I'd be done in the industry. Yeah, and I know people, past experiences who did quick quick sales, this and that, and they're done. Yeah, they're, like transport. Because you get a reputation. Yeah, you get a reputation. Transport, like we laugh about, it's very much like high school. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Whereas transport, logistics, truck sales, trailers, whatever it is, everybody knows everybody. You build a good reputation, you can be a star. Yeah. A lot of industries, like our, our industry, well, my industry and in insurance, same thing. So for commercial insurance, I'll give you an example. If you're a producer, that's like a, a sales guy, I guess you can go, we call them producers, but so okay. it's a bit of sales, mostly sales, a bit of service as well. And, um, if you bullshit to the underwriters at the insurance companies, over time, all the underwriters, you know, they all they all speak to each other. It's a big network, right? And over time, you just won't be able to place new business with these insurance companies because the underwriters aren't going to believe you. They're not going to trust you. And so I agree with you 100%. If you want to be that used sales guy and sell a bunch of stuff, yeah, you might get maybe 10, 20, 30, 40% more sales that particular year. But in the long run, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're not going to succeed in the long run because you're going to have a really bad reputation. And all you have in life is your name. Yeah. You, you can't get, you can't ruin your name, man. You get you get one name and yeah. it's hard to change. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's your face. People remember the face. Yeah. What's the saying that Warren Buffett? He has so many great um, sayings. He said, uh, it takes a whole it can it takes a lifetime to build your name. Oh, and like, you can ruin it in like a minute or yeah, something. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. It could take you thirty years to build a name and one minute to ruin it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But which is so true. You know, you do something stupid or you lie or, you know, 
people make mistakes, but dishonesty is is not uh, in my don't be dishonest to other people. No, and then like don't burn bridges. No, I believe in that too. There's no, yes. there's never a good reason to burn a bridge. No, the only time I find a lot of people burn bridges is ego. Yeah, like I'm. That's pissed. all it is. It's I'm always pissed. Ego. I want to make you know I'm pissed. I'm yeah. never gonna talk to you again. Yeah, but why? Yeah. Like you don't know where that's going to go. You don't know who he's going to talk to. Yeah. You don't know who trusts him versus instead of trusting me. How do you feel? So let's say, for example, because when you're working in sales, you have people that are there. They actually intend to buy. And then there's a whole other slew of people <laughs> that have no intention yeah. of buying from you now. No intention of buying from you in the future. Some of them, and I appreciate these people, will tell you to your face, dude, I'm not interested in buying it. It's like, okay, thank you. I, I appreciate that. There's another slew of them. That will say, yeah, 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 I'm interested, I'm interested. And they'll use you and they'll waste your time. Or they'll, they'll price, they'll, they'll gauge your price. Just or to, whatever just the hell. A secondary quote. Just whatever the hell it is. And yeah. anyways, as a salesperson, you want to stay away from these types of prospects. Well, sorry, they're not a prospect because you're never going to sell to them. How do you deal with prospects that are wasting your time? Um, you, you put, well, there's a couple things. One. Sorry, let me rephrase that question. Yeah. How do you deal with them? And how, you, how do you detect that this prospect is wasting your time? Well, okay. The first thing I would say is don't ever dismiss anybody off the bat. Some of the biggest customers that I've gotten and that I still have are people that a lot of people would say, he's a time waster. Mm. He's not really interested. So everyone gets a shot in my books. Um, you never know what's going to come of it. I've dealt with people that like, the guy doesn't even have a company yet. He's not even incorporated. Now he's buying 10 trucks a year, a couple of years later. But a lot of people said, you don't even have a company. What are you doing here? Mm. Why are you quoting? So I always quote and I always deal with them. But to get to your point of um, you have to push it to a finality. You have to push it to a decision. And you push that faster than you would with a major corporation. So in the sense of like, I quote you the truck. This is this. What are we doing? Not a, hey, are you still interested? Da, da, da. You have to push it to a finality. Are we, are we signing this deal? Are we moving ahead? And most and what if they're still giving you a fluffy answer? Uh, I don't know. I need to speak to uh, my wife. I need to whatever the fuck it is that they call, say. Call me when you're ready, and I'll reprice at that time. And really? Then, yeah. Like when do you tell a prospect to fuck off? Never. 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 Really? Unless you come at me. Unless you come at me like. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, like because in, in my experience, I've had people, and again, each everyone's a little bit different. But I've had clients waste my time and specifically kind of like i felt i got used they took me to basically get my price for commercial insurance showed it to their current insurance broker the other insurance broker matched it or got close to it and then i never hear from the guy again i will let you know I, i'm not, in a professional yeah. manner i'm not going to swear or yell or anything like that but i will let you know i'm not happy with you like i'll be like okay no problem and i had a guy like that once he actually had the balls to call back the next year and ask for a quote i Politely oh, told again. him to go fuck himself. Yeah, yeah, not in those words, but you're just like, dude, I know you're just going to waste my time. And yeah, especially just, you use me like that last year. What, you think I'm stupid? Like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a hard balance, you know? Yeah. Like, so we, like, I'll do a, like, somebody who I think is a time, like, I'm not sure about. I'll do a quick quote to gauge the situation. You can know? you, can, does the industry you work in, um, are you able to give like ballpark estimates on the fly? Yeah. Kind of look at you can eyeball it. Eh, it'd be between this and this. Yeah, about. pretty much. Like yeah, um, okay. depending on um, like it can go up and down maybe 10, 15 grand yeah. um, depending on how you spec it. Yeah, yeah. But like if you said um, I'm uh, I'm running a dump truck, a 12 wheeler dump truck 
I can go, it's around this much money. Yeah. Uh, you're, I'm running a sleeper to California. It's around this much money. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do that with people I'm not sure about. I'll gauge it off the bat. I'll throw a number. I said, we're talking about this much. And when they, they go, you're and like, you okay. Yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But also what I'll do when, when talking about prospects, I'll say, come see me. Yeah. I want to see your face. Yeah. You know, with someone I'm not sure about, I'll say, yeah, come meet me at the office tomorrow. Yeah. I'll see you at nine. And you can read their body language as well. Body language, they show up at nine. Do they push you out? Do they say, no, I'm not coming by? No, no, it's okay, you know? But I don't think you can dismiss anybody. I think a lot of people do, and you never know. It, that's the hard, that's, but that's sales, that's life. Like, yeah. Like sales is, you don't know, like I can put six months into a deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Doesn't mean I get the business. Have you ever had times where you were supposed to go to a meeting with a prospect, you show up at their office, and they're not even there? Yeah. I like that, actually. How does that make you feel? I like it, actually. Why? I get the power back. If it's, a good, if it's a good person, if it's a good person, like, let's say I showed up here today, okay. and you weren't here. You were in a meeting, you're this, you're this not going to work math another day. Now, if... If no, you're no, a good I'm, person, I'm, you feel bad and you're going to jump over hoops I'm not to come back to me. Maybe I didn't explain myself clearly. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like you have a meeting. You call uh, Mr. You call Steve. You call yeah. Steve. Then I, Matt, come see me uh, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Okay. You call him again, 8 a.m. Steve, uh, I'm going to be there in two hours. Yeah, sounds good. You show up at 10 a.m. Yeah. He's not there. Not there. And then the next day passes. He doesn't call you back. Nothing. Uh, yeah, that's not fun. Uh, that's not fun, especially because we both know when you were going to that meeting, you're not coming in with a, with a pen and a pad. You did some prepping. You did some research. Yeah. You, you, you planned ahead. You know the company. You learned some things. But does that piss you off? Yeah, of course. I'm a human being. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like, it doesn't, I'm not happy about it, but also shit happens. If, you that don't know, happened, if that happened to you and the guy based, to me, that's a slap in the face. So you're wasting my time. You're intentionally or and deliberately wasting my time. To, to me, I don't, I don't like that. If it's different, if they show up, like let's say for example, they call three hours later, dude, I'm so sorry. That, yeah. Different, different. Okay. okay, no problem. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, come in at I'll ten. Just play pure ghost. Fucking doesn't talk to you ever again. You fuck that guy. Seriously, fuck that guy. The reason I'm saying I had this the other day. Okay. <laughs> I had this the other day. It was. It's just I couldn't believe it. It, it was so disrespectful. Yeah. So I haven't had that. This is the second time in my life I had that. And I walked in. So I'm like, oh, okay, the receptionist is there. I'm like, hi, I have a meeting with da 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 He's not here right now. I go, okay. She goes, did you have a meeting? Yeah, 2.30. Like, yeah. I go, Confirmed. Okay. Yeah. I go, okay, I'll, I'll wait here for 15 minutes. You know, just maybe he's late and shit happens, whatever. I wait 15 minutes. I'm still not there. I'm like, I go, okay, I'm out of here. The receptionist goes, would you like to leave him a message? Nope. Yeah. Walk like yeah. right out. And t this guy didn't call me the next day. He, he hasn't called me back. So to me, I'm asking this question just because it made me feel uh, I got angry. It's disrespectful. It's a slap in my face. I will never do business with you ever, ever. Even if you call me back now, fuck you. You call me back now. I want all. I, I, I'll no. give you all my business. Fuck you. I'll give you all my, I want. I want the no, most. No, because the and I'll tell you why. Because top level, whatever if that's, plan you have. No, because if this is who's the president of the company, and I go, if this is how you run the business, where you don't value other people's times, what else are you doing poorly with regards to running the business? Hmm. And are those your values? That's the way. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But someone who deliberately just wastes my time, I get. Uh, I it's like, Hey, you don't value my time. I'm not going to, there's, there has to be a mutual respect when you're dealing with anyone and even sales selling to like prospects and stuff yeah. like that. The respect in my opinion should be there. 
Because you, you don't want to sell like to an asshole. You know what I mean? Sometimes you do though. Sometimes uh, you do. <laughs> no, some, you're right. You're right. Sometimes, Sometimes people don't have your values in, yes. in, in the world. And But I get what you're saying. Um, it hasn't happened to me lately. It's not fun. Because no. you, you obviously, you worked hard. You were excited. You were prepped. You you had other things to do. Yeah. And you're doing, going out of your way. It's a few to, hours of prep. You know, it's like this, this. Look at it. You take time. You got to drive there. Drive yeah, back. Yeah, it's like, it's, fuck. It's, it's like a, an hour and a half, two hours out of your day. It's not, it's not fun. Um, I don't believe in burning anybody. That's just my mentality. Um, unless you really, really deserve it. Yeah. Um, for me, that wouldn't be deserving enough. Right, um, but, but if you want my time, you want a meeting or something, I'm not moving. Yeah. You're going to, it's yeah. on my schedule. Yeah. I'm going to make you wait a little bit Yeah, and you're going to, it's going to, it's going to be when it's convenient to me with a situation like that. Like mm. it would be like, okay, I'm available. When are you available next week? No. I look at my calendar. You know, I can do a Tuesday at this time. Come to my office, show yeah. me your interest. Like bring, come back into the fold. Like yeah. show me that you're, you want to go forward by showing up. So Matt, so Matt looks at me, he goes, do you really get harassed on LinkedIn with the direct messages? And I'm like, yeah, man, I kind of do. But here, here's my issue with, <laughs> with LinkedIn. It's like, like I was just saying, they'll add you. I have no idea who this person is. They'll mm -hmm. add you. They'll try and defuse you. Be like, "Hey, Curtis, thanks so much for accepting my friend I, I, request." I, thank you for adding me to your connection. Yeah. Thank you for adding me to your network. Boom. Yeah. You know? And then that—that's it. You're like, "Oh wow, this person's so nice. This is, you know, really nice of them. They didn't even ask for anything." And then, boom, four days later, "Hey, have you ever thought about changing your IT?" And like <laughs> the sales pitch comes in, and it's just so. I'm pretty sure it's a bot. It's a computer that's sending me these messages. I have no idea. I know there's different types of campaigns you can get on LinkedIn and stuff yeah. like that. But it's really annoying. And you were saying like recruiters, I saw um, Taylor, one of my colleagues over here, yeah. she works at the, well, she works at KBD. She's a commercial insurance broker. She goes, do you want to see my DMs for uh, LinkedIn for the recruiters? I swear to God, Matt, it was like bang, 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 bang. There was no exaggeration, like 25 recruiters in her DMs for LinkedIn. That, that's their All with a generic, but it's every yeah. one of them had a fucking generic message. <laughs> every one of them. It's and that's why I posted that. I said, does this ever work? Because I'm starting to get annoyed by it. It's annoying. And people now, I, I've started declining people. If I have no idea who they are, and especially they're hitting me up with the message, I know you're just trying to sell me something. It's like, no. Oh, yeah? You decline? I, I started declining. Oh, I, I accept everything. It's a, it's just, I accept, I accept <laughs> it's everything. Just, it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, it, it is. Like, I, I, those cookie-cutter messages kill me. <laughs> and, like, I, I read them and I laugh, you know? Or the, yeah. my favorite one is the, I'm not going to be cookie-cutter, cookie-cutter message. Yeah, you know, yeah. like... Uh, not like everybody else. Da, 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 da. And you're like, man, like this is, like I said before, like I'm going to sell a salesman now. I yeah. changed my pitch because you're in sales. You or, it's know? Like, like, or it's like, uh, hey, Matt, I know you're in sales and I'm sure you're a busy guy. So yeah. I'll cut right to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just like. <laughs> no, I get, I get these recruiter things every week. And like, I, I always. Like, you know what you should do? Sorry to cut you off there. You know what you should yeah. do when you're sending your DMs? You should send a bunch. And the, the title should be No Problems, Only Solutions. And then That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> or make some shirts because I'm not there at YouTube yet, but I'm waiting to get YouTube merch and then we'll. <laughs> I can't be patented or whatever. Yeah. Uh, trademark there. You can't no trademark problem. a sentence. Only solutions. And you're like, you have like the yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. You give the business card. Matt Ladd, Kenworth, Montreal. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> we'll get there. We'll remember this moment yeah. uh, one day. <laughs> no, but the recruiters, like the recruiters, kill me. Like I'll get, I'll get one a week or a couple a week, yeah. and like the same sort of thing. It's like, look, I use LinkedIn as a sales tool. I think it's a great sales tool, but yeah, it's all I how agree. you use it. Yes. Like. If I give you a shovel and you try to plaster the wall, it's not going to go well. Right? You get a shovel to dig a hole, you dig so the hole. So how, how do you use LinkedIn? Um, I use it. Well, so I'm on um, LinkedIn has um, what's called Sales Navigator. Uh-huh. It's like a LinkedIn. I don't know if you've have you heard that at all. Or? I have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, in brief, it's like LinkedIn unlocked. So LinkedIn now you have to have a first, second or third connection to see somebody. Yes. Uh, Sales Navigator doesn't matter. I, I put in a company name. I have all the employees that are on LinkedIn. Do you have a, uh, is there a limitation on the in-mails? How yeah, many so you, you get, um, I think it's like 25 or 30 in-mails a month. Okay. Um, you can add anybody you want and you can in-mail. In- in-mails are just like, we're not connected. I can still send you a message. Yeah, send you a DM. Yeah, yeah send a DM, yeah. yeah. So like, I use it very often. Um, I find successfully, unlike a lot of like, in-mails I get, those cookie cutter, and what do you do? So it's so number one, it's a, your, your Matt lad is typing the message. That's number one. Yeah. So one, it's me typing. Um, number two, it's, it's researching. It's like learning. You gotta like, I'm not just going to put your name in and say, I want to do like, let's say transport company, ABC. I'm not just gonna say, I want to do business with them. I'm going to look at their, their website. I'm going to look at their LinkedIn page. I'm going to yeah. try to pull something. One demonstrate that I took some time. Yeah. Demonstrate that I care. Yeah. Not copy paste message you know like you have to show that you looked on their site like let's say they're really pushing i see they're pushing to be eco-friendly uh they're they're pushing uh low carbon da, 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 for 2035 well we have electric trucks now huh. so i'm going to talk to that i'm going to reach out to that guy about electric trucks and say here's what we're doing in the electric truck industry would you like to learn more about <coughs> it i'm not i'm not pushing for a sale i'm just at the end of the day with any in-mail message i just want a meeting yeah get me in a room i can do the rest so are you trying to on LinkedIn? Cause I use LinkedIn for a little bit for different reasons. Number one for recruiting people get a better sense of what the culture is like at KBD. That's definitely a value add for creating content, content like this that we yeah. put on LinkedIn. The second is uh, brand awareness so that KBD or Curtis were top of mind when that person is, or the business is ready to make, um, an informed decision to buy their insurance or they're renewing their insurance. They want to, you know, get a closer relationship with the broker, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's those two things, recruiting and brand awareness for us. I don't do any, um, DMS to try and convert then and there. Okay. My goal is it's just brand awareness. Uh, visibility. Just, you want to visibility. Visible. You want ho- people to see you, think of you, know ho- who you are. Hopefully I'll be top of mind when they need to make an insurance decision. That's my, my okay. goal. And then that way there, and I've had success with it. And everyone has like a little bit of a different uh, approach to how they use social media platforms. Is LinkedIn uh, good for business? Absolutely. It's really good for business. Yeah. Excellent for business. And, um, but uh, I, dude, I, I remember some days I'll come in this, uh, Monday, no, not Monday, excuse me, we had a day off. On Tuesday when I came in, I swear to God, and these are all just from social media connections that I've met with people. I had four leads. Like, hey, I'm getting insurance now. I'm getting a home and car now. Hey, this business, I'm coming up for renewal. Can you come see me next week? On on Tuesday, this is all directly into me. They wanna speak to me. For the home and car insurance, I'll delegate it. For the commercial insurance, I'll handle it myself. Okay. But for, and every single one of them is a sale. 
Yeah, but that's that's well, the you... commercial is not a sale yet, but like the the home and car because they want to be insured with KBD. Yeah, if they we... want to. Co- that's your whole goal, though. Yes. That's your yeah, whole yeah, goal yeah, is being exactly. present and saying, "I want to deal business with these guys." Exactly. I, and I think a lot of it is they go, "I yeah. want to deal business with you." Exactly. Like that's a big yeah. thing I push is that, like, yeah, I sell like you're selling trucks, your, you're but, selling yourself. But I want to do business with Matt Lab. Yeah, you're Matt selling Lab's Matt Lab. Matt Lab's the person yeah. I want to do business with. Yeah. He happens to sell Kenwood trucks. Yeah. I want to do business with Curtis. Yeah. He and it happens a, to sell insurance. You and, know? and it's the same thing. Cause like, for example, if you do uh, let's take a big insurance intact, everyone knows who intact insurance is. You can be insured with intact insurance through KBD. You can be insured with intact through a broker in uh, Quebec city. Yeah. It's like, who do you want to do deal business with in order to get the, the product of intact insurance? You know what I mean? This is an ad for intact, by the way, yeah. that's just like for That's just, yeah, that, that, that's just an example. You know what I mean? So, but I find a, a lot of what you're doing and what I find impressive and what you're doing, I think I'm doing something similar in my space is in your space. No one's doing what you're doing. No one, no one, no one's doing, no, no one's doing podcasts. No one's doing your videos. No one's doing your content in your industry. I find, when I look at businesses as a whole, like I'm somebody who looks at um, a guy selling water in John Miles Park. Mm-hmm. And I go, how long is he out there? How many bottles does he sell? How much does it cost him per bottle? If he goes to Costco, I always think of how things work. Yeah, same. So, and it's like that mentality, but what your guys are doing, when people do something, n- not necessarily new, but new to your space, Yeah, I find that makes a big difference. Like yeah. you're doing something new to your space. Like in my space, there's one guy who's huge on, on YouTube, I'm not going to plug him, but um, <laughs> uh, he's big on YouTube, but he does 25 minute Kenworth truck videos. Wow. Going through every single spec, Just every detail, every single, the, the axle is this, the brake is so it's, this. So it's literally a tutorial. It's the equivalent, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the equivalent of opening up the book, but it's in video form instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like line for line, spec for spec. Yeah. A truck spec is 14 pages long, wow. you know? Um, so he does a line for line. I saw what he was doing and I made a point of going, okay, no one's doing one, two, three minute videos. Direct to the point. Very concise with my words, but also not too complicated. If you watch his video, you'll be bored. Yeah. Because you're not in the and industry. And how many, how many views does he uh, get on a video typically? Oh, man. He gets, he has 60,000 subscribers what? on YouTube. Yeah, 60,000 plus. I check it sometimes. That's one of my like goal things. I got to get ahead of him. Um, because he's the guy for Kenworth Trucks. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, it's a very niche market, I, I would assume. Yeah, he's not, he's not a corporate guy. He's, he's, he works for a franchise dealer, but he's been doing it also for 15 years. Yeah. That you know, like that helps yeah. to get subscribers, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. But I looked at what he's doing and said, okay, like, I'm not going to watch. No one watches a, you, a more than a two-minute video most people don't watch, yeah. you know, unless you're really into something. More than a 30-second video now with, like, TikTok, yeah, Reels, just, YouTube Shorts. Like, most people, it's just next, next, next. next. Oh, next. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I'm one of those people. I know, me too. That <laughs> bothers me. I, but I, no, I, purpose, I purposely do it. I do it to your videos, too, because I know we look at analytics. And like, yeah, I yeah. purposely, like, play. Yeah. And I wait. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I make sure I watch to the end because I don't yeah. want to be that like drop off on the curb. Yeah. You know, you know exactly. I see your face like, yeah, yeah, watch. Nope. Yeah, yeah. But you're not even listening to it. You're like kind of scratching Some, your balls. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I go play and I just let it go out to the end there. But yeah. uh, that's nice of you. Thank you, man. No, no problem. But yeah, on LinkedIn, it's a, just back to LinkedIn. I think it's a great sales tool. For yeah. me, it's um, I want a presence there. Yes. I will generate leads from it also. I'll yeah. get people who message me, not just to try to hire me, but like that want to do business with me. Yeah. Um, and when before, like, let's say before a meeting, I, I get a meeting with so-and-so. Let's say I got through a LinkedIn in-mail, I have a meeting with so-and-so. I will add everybody in that company because I have the sales navigator. I have the power to do that. I will add every single person in that company. I want them to be able to go see my page, see what I'm doing, see what I'm posting, see what I've been up to. And when you walk in the door, 
you're less of an inconnu. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, okay, I know who that guy is. Even if, like, my meetings with the director of operations, I want, I'm going to add the receptionist. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to add the accounting. I'm going to add the CFO. What if they come into the meeting and they go, oh, yeah, I saw your videos. I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just building that connection. That's why, like, if you look at my LinkedIn network, it's massive. And I, I, I think it could be bigger. How know? many connections do you have? I want to say over 5,500, yeah. uh, something in that range. Um, I push hard on it. Um, but yeah, like, do I know 5,500 people? No. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but like the algorithm, how it works, as far as I understand, it's, you know, if, if you have that, because it's happened to me. So if I add someone on my LinkedIn network and I post a video, they're more likely to see it. At the beginning, it's kind of like Instagram. You yeah, know, you know Instagram. Yeah, yeah, they're new. Like yeah, if yeah. you just friend someone on Instagram and you post something on Instagram or vice versa, you'll typically see whatever it is in their feed immediately. Yeah, right away it pops yeah. up. It's, well, yeah. it's also like don't post YouTube videos on LinkedIn. Yes. Don't post. Yeah, like yes. it doesn't does not work. I th- yes. did that a couple of times. I was like, oh, I want to get my YouTube numbers up. I'll just post my YouTube videos because you're taking LinkedIn. LinkedIn doesn't like it. All the platforms are like this. LinkedIn doesn't like that because you're taking the the user away from the LinkedIn platform and bringing it over to the YouTube platform. So LinkedIn's like, no, I don't want to push this video. You're taking the user off our website. We want to keep the user on LinkedIn. We want to monetize this user as much as we can. Like yeah. the longer they're on, the longer someone's on a platform, the easier it is for the company to monetize that particular user. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's views, it's eyes, you gotta be watching. Yeah, exactly. You gotta stay on, you gotta stay engaged, it's better for, that's that's why those things are free. Yeah, and this is just a tip for anyone who's posting videos. Like for example, so if you're posting a video on Facebook, don't be lazy and take like an Instagram uh, post and put it on Facebook. Like if it's Facebook, have the file, a separate file, a video file, put it on Facebook take that exact same video file, upload it to Instagram, upload it to LinkedIn, but you can't, don't crisscross because as soon as the user is gonna leave the platform, Facebook or whatever company it is, social media company, they're not gonna push your video. Yeah, you have to stay in the family. Like Instagram yes. is Facebook, they're the same company. Yes. You know, like, yeah. but you can't go off on LinkedIn, you can't go off into TikTok. You no, know? Like they don't like that, uh, yeah, they don't like that. They don't mix, yeah. you know, until they buy each other out and make one company again. Yeah, yeah. They ha- well, they had that TikTok thing, and then for uh, I thought they were going to shut down TikTok for a bit there, and then they stopped. Yeah, they did. Well, at the end of the day, it's money. Like, yeah. I look at a lot of things. Like, I saw those, like, uh, I, I want to call it TikTok trials or whatever in yeah. the U.S. there. I don't want trials, but With the CEO of TikTok. The CEO just getting grilled. They're by just people hammering. People are like, why is it free? Yeah. You know, and they're like, because we sell advertisement. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but you don't pay? You're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like, Grandpa, we get it. Yeah. But, like, um, at the end of the day, a lot of stuff, is, it's money. Yeah. You know, especially in Canadian and U.S. politics, it's money. Like, I don't want to go too, too down the political road there, but, like, it's lobbies. It's pushing. It's donations. At the end of the day, that's – it's it's shareholders. It's investments. It's returns, you know? So if someone's invested heavy in TikTok, they're going to push their congressman, let's say a billionaire whatever. I, I don't know if this is the case, but let's say someone's invested heavy in TikTok. They want to make money. They're going to lobby and say, no, don't, don't vote against TikTok. I need to make my return, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I'll, I'll give you X amount of money for your political campaign next year. Yeah, next year I'll yeah. pay you this, this, and this, whatever, and, and yeah. we'll, throw you, we'll throw you a fundraising dinner. It'll be $25,000 a plate, and I you'll have find enough it, money. I always know? find it interesting how these politicians, so they make uh, Nancy Pelosi or even Trudeau at this point. I, heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like you get, so for example, Nancy Pelosi, her salary for the past uh, 50 years or whatever the hell it is, I don't, I don't think she's ever made more than 250 grand. It's, it's not that much money, right? Yeah. And she's worth like 100 mil. 
yeah. Like, how does this make any sense? It's like, what the hell is going on here? Trudeau, I heard, is the same thing. I heard it's it's like I think as prime minister you make what four hundred grand a year. It's it's less than half a million. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing crazy. And since he's gotten to power about ten years ago, yeah. Again, don't quote me on this, and I haven't fact checked it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Apparently, he's worth like a hundred mil now. Well, how about we get him on the program? <laughs> Justin <laughs> Trudeau? Know, yeah. No, not yet. No, we're not there yet. Okay. No, I. No, no but it's I'd true. I prefer for him not to come here. Okay. <laughs> My bad. But uh, all jokes aside, like yeah, it's true when you look at them, like how much their 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 wealth, and you see those numbers and how much money they have, and it's like how. You know, and yeah. like you just, you got to assume some things, but like we see, I see a lot. But of literally stuff. how, how, how are you, how did you get this rich since you became the prime minister? And, and not just Trudeau, like they all do this. Yeah, they all do. How, how? I think and it's yet, investments. I think it's investments and knowing what's going it on. It doesn't, but even making all that money, if you were to invest every single penny over the past, like 34, you still don't end up at that wealth. And that's investing all of it. You still have the tax yeah. to pay. Wait, if you're a government, you have to pay tax. I don't think you do. Really? What are we doing then? <laughs> I know if you're native, you don't have to pay tax. Yeah. I know he also gets a, a, a private jet, gets a house. Yeah, but have you seen that house? Come on. It the, looks pretty sick. The, no, in no, Ottawa? The, the, Trudeau's house? Like the, the prime the, minister the, house? The old the old rickety house? It looks that, so that's nice. That's so Canadian. It, it kills me sometimes. <laughs> like, it's such like the heritage house. Yeah. You know? It hasn't been redone in whatever. I bet you, I bet you it's badass inside. I bet you there's no Wi-Fi. Um, oh, like, are you kidding? There's have probably you seen that house. Like, look, look dude. At, there's look probably at, the craziest secret bunker in the uh, basement. Americans have a White House. It's a big house. Like, it's pretty. It's iconic. Like, no one's coming to Canada to be like, I got to see where Trudeau lives. Do you think? Do you think there's any prime ministers or presidents or leaders that play uh, video games? <sighs> that are like really good at video games. Like, like you're talking like they're playing online. Like they're, they're playing, playing COD. Yeah. <sighs> Like, I'm going to fuck you up, man. Yeah. Like, imagine, it's like, like a secret account, you know? Yeah. Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden's too old. But let's yeah. say, for example. Hey, you're never uh, too old to play video games. But for, um, yeah, they'd yeah, be like hilarious. Prime Minister be like, Justin Trudeau, ha, ha, ha. And yeah. like, you're like, I'm not really playing Justin Trudeau. He's like, die, die. No. Uh, <laughs> I would love to think it. Like, you, well, you hear about, like, celebrities having, like, burner accounts and things like that. Yeah. Like, like apparently, uh, Tiger, I follow golf. Tiger Woods loves to play video games. So imagine yeah, you're, playing, too, you're playing yeah. COD, you're playing online. And you're playing Tiger Woods is in the same game as you. He's talking shit. He's talking shit. I'm gonna fuck you up, fam. I'm gonna fuck you up. Look the other way. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) What are you doing going that way? Go back. Go back. Yeah. Remember back in the day? I don't know if you remember this. Remember we were going to the Canadian Open. Yeah. We were uh, uh, fuck. I was 12, 11. I I, I saw Tiger Woods. We were in the same car. You and I were in the same car. Yeah. We were. Oh fuck. I remember that. And we're we're on our way on St. John's. And he was in Comfort Inn. Yep. And he was in a Buick because used to. I think he still does advertise for Buick. Yeah. But he was in a Buick, and Steve Williams, the caddy, was driving the car. Yeah. And I remember looking back, like, oh, my God, Tiger Woods is behind us. Yeah, I that remember that, so too. Cool. Yeah, because I remember seeing, I see like, oh, it's a Buick. I was like, it's Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know, like, just as a crack. And like, it was Tiger and Woods. And it was Tiger Woods in a Buick. That was crazy. That was a great tournament, too. That was. Uh, live golf was something else. This was, uh, two. I want to say 2001. Yeah, it sounds about right. I want to yeah, say yeah. 2001. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like, uh, like teen year. Yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. Because the year before, he won the Canadian Open with that crazy shot on the 18th hole. Remember he was in the uh, bunker? This was at uh, Glen Abbey, I believe. Remember, it's one of the best shots of his career. Tiger Woods, 18th hole. He was in the, a bunker, 218 yards. He had a six iron over the water into a par five. Made the birdie. No, you don't it remember was this? Apparently a bigger life-changing moment for you than it was yeah, for me. It was um, one of the best but, shots oh, no, of his but career. But if I watched the clip, I would probably be like, I yes. saw this 10 times. You know, like, I'd, I'd, sure I'd, know I'd remember clip. it. If I saw the clip, I'd remember You'd it. You'd know the clip. You'd know yeah. the clip. If in the moment, I do not. Okay, fair enough. Be honest, you know? Yeah. Honesty. 
Yeah, honestly, honestly, it's a good trait to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a good trait to have. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, I think we we covered all the stuff. We covered all the sales. Yeah, we talked about LinkedIn, the value of of LinkedIn, the value of just social media in general to yeah. kind of post videos. I guess here I, I just have like one last question. So for someone, you know, you've been doing the video posting now for two and a half, three years, like yeah. you said earlier. What's some tips for people that to that want to get started and because a lot you're putting yourself out there you know what i mean oh yeah and it's, so it's, it's do you have beast. any tips not so much on you know consistency is key that's cliche and no, yes no. It, it's true but anything for um to help people that are that want to post any tips to help them out uh, psychologically to get over that fear of what other people are going to think of you yeah so it's it's a good question so when i look at it and this works for me might not work for everybody um first off like you never know how many views you're gonna get just keep working at it you know like i i, I focus on growth yeah and I you're always this guy one guy said this i thought it was such a good line you're always one video away from going viral yeah and think of that it could be the next one yeah you don't know yeah. you know it's it's really your one away i think mentally you can't invest emotionally into your number of views uh -huh. you can't and the same in the same breath like i had it the other day uh, I had a colleague send me an email about comments, uh -huh. you know, he's like, did you see the comments on a YouTube video? I, I well, first thing I went to him went where, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I was like, he's, it was on, this one was on Facebook. So yeah. I post on Instagram that they, got auto on Facebook yeah. and he's like, oh, they're so nasty. So this and this, I was smiling. I was like, somebody commented. Yeah. I got, that means I got a view. I, I, that I, means I got a cycle back in the comments. That means I popped back up to the top of the feed. Like, but I think you can't be invested you have to care about what you're doing, but emotionally you have to be able to detach. Mm. These aren't your friends. These aren't your family. These are people on the internet. You know, like I care what my friends and family think about me. Mm -hmm. Do I care what, uh, Joe blow user one, four, six, five, yeah, seven, eight, eight said that uh, my face is ugly and I'm too bald. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. what does that change in my life? Yeah. You can let it like it was talking about before. You can let it ruin your day. Yeah. You can let it change your day yeah. or you can say, fuck off, move on. Yeah. I'd rather just move on. That's no. one thing for at the beginning when I started getting comments, uh, one TikTok video in particular, it's like 700 comments on it. And um, uh, it bothered me at the beginning. It's half, half. Because the world's very split. Half go, no, no, no. And then, and then the users started arguing amongst each other. Yeah, that's fine. So they're commenting on my video, which is helping my video. It's helping yeah. to push my video. It has nothing to do with the video anymore. It's just a debate on my video in the comment section. Yeah. And, uh, but it bothered me for, I let it bother me for about two weeks. And then now a tip, I don't even look at the comment section anymore. I don't respond. I know they say you should be responding to the comments. Oh, you don't. That's what I was going to ask. You don't, never? Not anymore. I poke the bear sometimes. I do like to troll a little bit. Sometimes I'll, I'll troll-ish, but most of the time I don't even read the comment section. And most of the time, people, what I've also noticed, I think you'll agree, they rarely watch the whole entire video and they jump to a conclusion immediately after like five seconds of watching the video. Um, a lot of people are stupid. Yeah. They're actually stupid. <laughs> no, but it, that's, and it's like you think and it's, it, it is the internet, but sometimes it's like, buddy, you're going to take this much time out of your day to write a, a nasty comment. Like, what are you what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that, but that's yeah. like, that's the power of the internet. Like we want to get views. We want to eventually monetize everything that we're doing yeah. like as, as content, we'll say content creators. We want all that. That's the price. You know, like you don't read them. I read them. Sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I'll just scroll by. What's that's, the worst comment you ever got? 
Oh, well, I'm not going to plug him, but the, the guy, I was dying. Well, it was, it was harsh because he's like the, the guy who does like the big YouTube guy on Kenworth. He's like, this guy is trying so hard to be X person. It yeah. hurts my eyes. Just yeah. go watch the other guy instead. And I was like, man, I was like, that's like that, that one hit home a little bit. I was like, that's a little cold. Like I see him as an influence, but like they really like just hammered me. The Internet's not a friendly well, place. The, the, my favorite one, I had a video go. It was funny. I, I posted at nighttime. I got up in the morning. It was this video for this um, little side camera, new option that we have on the trucks. And I got up in the morning and had like 9,000 views on TikTok. By the time I got to the office, I was at 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dude, then, it goes viral quick. Oh, and, yeah, and, then, crazy. and then by yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. day, I was at 80,000. Yeah, yeah, You know, and I was like, wow. That was, happened to me once too, yeah. But um, on that video, I said driver safety. Like, it was a snippet of a minute and a half video. And I just said, these cameras that are great for driver safety. It's the wrong word to use. Like, I just learned, like, everything. What do you mean, driver safety? How can you say that? And it was just like, I even wrote a comment. And they just ripped you in yeah, the comment section. I, yeah, it just ripped me. And I even wrote a comment. I didn't know, guys, driver safety was such a touchy subject. Like, but like, What's touchy about it? I don't, I don't understand. Look at the comments. You'll find out. But it's a very, like, how dare I say that uh, a technical piece of equipment improves driver safety drivers improve driver safety i think is the <laughs> the from the global trucking driving community which i love very much thank you guys um was uh that was the general I, and i even wrote i started writing comments okay i get it i get it guys like yeah, yeah, next yeah. time i don't say driver safety but to be fair it is about driver safety the cameras make you oh, see clear yeah yeah you can add to these oh, comments we're here um, <laughs> baby no, but it's, it's poke that bear, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? No problems here, baby. Only solutions. There we go. <laughs> like, follow, comment, subscribe. That's, a, <laughs> that's something actually I never do. If you watch, I know any we my gotta videos, do it more. But I, I hate it. Like when I, I do a lot of stuff. I do, I do based on what I, I like and what I don't like. Yeah. And I hate it when there's like a YouTube video where they're like for like uh, thirty seconds, they're telling me to like, comment, hit yeah. the bell, da da da. da. I don't. If you're going to subscribe, subscribe. If you're not, you're not. Like, I know we should do it. That's what you're supposed I to do. I find for me if I'm watching a video and I like it, and um, it's a nice little reminder. Like, for me, I don't mind. If, if it's spammy, it's like six times throughout the video. Okay, I'm annoyed. Yeah. If it's, they don't ask at the beginning to like or subscribe, and the video's 10 minutes, and I'm getting value out of it in the middle of it. It goes, hey, guys, I put a lot of effort into this. Just, you know, if you like it, please like it. I, I don't mind that. I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll actually like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to support the guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. We make videos, dude, it's time consuming yeah. and someone trying to make a career on YouTube or any type of video content platform, they're putting in the effort. My brother's a YouTuber, so yeah. I get to see it too. So they're putting in a lot of effort. If I think it's a good value add and I like the person, I'll subscribe or like, not necessarily subscribe after really like it, but I'll definitely like the video. Do you find your perception change since you started doing videos? Yes. Yeah, I find me too. A lot. Yes. Where I'm a lot more apt to be like, yes. I will support. I'd, I'd, yes. I'd, I'd realize the value of a view yes. and the value of a like. Now that you do it, yeah. it's like, before it's whatever. Now it's like, oh no, like I, I should. I, I watch these videos all the time, but I don't. I never. I never would subscribe before. Now yeah. I'm like, oh, I will. Like, yeah. I, I know he's gonna be like, ooh, yeah. new subscriber. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I love seeing new subscribers. I think I we have on the freemium podcast 180 or 190 subs or something. We're getting there. My brother has 35,000 subs now. I, I, I checked YouTube. that. Yeah, it's crazy. And he gets like, uh, dude, it's a business. It works. He, get, he gets promote. He gets like it's uh, not so much. Uh, it's not placement promotional. Like it's uh, that. Yeah. yeah, it's not so much. It's just being in that ecosystem. He doesn't make a lot of money from Google directly because Google, how they pay you on YouTube is, is through uh, AdSense. So basically, 
if there's an ad, let's just say the ad costs a dollar, they'll give the creator 55 cents once you hit a certain threshold. Yeah. Um, for him, I think he makes like six or 700 bucks a month off that, which is not better than kicking the ass, right? Yeah. But all his money comes from the sponsors, the actual uh, manufacturers of the equipment that he's giving a tutorial on. That's where the money comes yeah, from. Yeah, they want him to promote his product. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, instead of doing a marketing campaign on their own, they'll be like, hey, I'll pay you this much. Yeah. Explain my product. And this know? is like the really cool thing, the rise of, I don't want to call it influencers, content creators, let's call yeah. it that. And um, like you can sell whatever you want. Yeah. And this is why for insurance, like we talked about, we touched on a little bit earlier. I wanted to differentiate myself from the competition. The competition insurance, typically speaking for home and car insurance in Canada or the US, it's you can either have a serious commercial or a funny commercial about saving money. Yeah, yeah. Every like, commercial is the same. Like everyone knows Geico, they're great commercials, but it's humor and how to save money on car insurance. Yeah. So it's like, well, I can't compete with Geico or I can't compete with Desjardins who have millions and millions and millions of dollars to spend on advertising and TV commercials and getting celebrities to basically do the commercials. Yeah. I can't compete with that no. head to head. So we have to differentiate ourselves and it, it has been working. It just, it takes a lot of work. Uh, but it's it's people. Like yeah. I find with everything you guys put out, I feel a connection to the people. Yes, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. And that you can't, it's not a celebrity campaign. It's not a yeah. funny thing. It's people. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like my job, like we were talking about sales a lot today. I didn't mention it earlier, but like I'm nothing without the team around me. Yeah. Nothing. Like, yeah. yes, I will sell the truck to the customer, but someone has, I have engineers at corporate that work through the spec. I got to work with those people. Mm -hmm. I have people locally that put on different prep and the service department, the after sales service, my, the lifetime of the truck. It's, it's a package deal and it takes all people. And, and you probably do the same thing. Like I walk into work every day. I walk through the whole office. I walk through the whole garage. I say hello to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, everybody's here. We're all working together. Not, I'm going to go to my office. I'm going to sell some trucks. Peace. I give feel me, like give you, me a check. I feel like know? you'd be a, a good guy to work with to have on the, on the team. Yeah. Yeah. You strike me as like a team player. Just send me an in mail, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> make it creative. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you walked into that one. I couldn't <laughs> help it. <laughs> I think that's a really good place to leave it at, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Sounds good. So, Matt Ladd. Yep. Group Count with Montreal Trucks and Tips, TNT. Thank you so much for coming on to the Freeman Podcast. Curtis Killen, KBD Insurance. If you like, subscribe. If you like the content <laughs> today, like and subscribe to the... I can't even say this properly. Like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Thank appreciate you for having it. me. Appreciate it.